Hello, Skull Brothers and Sisters. Stay tuned for a Vikings Twitter report next. Welcome to Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dave. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Skull World. Make sure you hit subscribe, like, and leave a comment. That will enter you in my contest. I have the rules in the description below. Now, let's get started with some Twitter news about the Minnesota Vikings. But before I do, I want to give a little homage to the the Hall of Famers, especially the Twins who finally made it. Jim Cott, Tony Oliva finally get into the Hall of Fame through the Veterans Committee. And then, of course, David Ortiz, who famously got let go, released by the Minnesota Twins. Couldn't believe that happened. They just let him go for nothing. Became a Hall of Famer for the Boston Red Sox and the rest is history. But, hey, I'm going to give a little love to baseball in this uh, Vikings uh, podcast today. Now, a little uh, funny thing happened. Uh, Rudolph put out a really pretty good tweet. He actually did uh, put out a video uh, in that white line right in the middle there that's dividing him as a Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneer and a Minnesota Viking. Was it, it would it would went across the screen. I stopped it right in the middle so it split the screen, and that it just showed him trolling the New Orleans Saints. So at least his humor and uh, homage to the Vikings, where he scored that touchdown over the Saints to end the extra the overtime game against the Buccaneers in the playoffs. So uh, he's moving to their division. So he's uh, taking that humor with him. Now, big news, ex-Viking quarterback assigned with the Jaguars. Yes, Kyle Sloter, everybody's favorite preseason hero. Everybody wanted this guy to do well. Honestly, I wasn't too uh, worried the season we got Cousins because I felt we had an internal solution to at least a stopgap with Kyle Sloter. Um, he famous, I don't know if he's famously, but I, I saw an interview with him where he was asked about, you know, him getting let go. And he says, Spielman called him in his office and he's getting let go. And he says, why couldn't you, you know, in these preseason games, you did so well, but in practice, you just weren't showing us anything. And he's, you know, first of all, we're talking about practice. But he says, well, you know, in preseason, I would get like seven snaps in a in a practice, and when I got to the season, I didn't get any. So there's really nothing I could do in practices. But when I got 20, 30 throws or 15 to 20 throws in a preseason game, I could get a rhythm, and I showed what I could do. And then he uh, played fairly well in the USFL. Now that parlayed into uh, Jaguars releasing somebody and then picking him up. And now he's, um, you know, who has a chance to be the backup for the, the Jaguars. So good, good luck to Kyle Slaughter with the Jaguars this year. Now, like usual, Cousins gets no respect. Kevin Seifert from ESPN uh, reported NFL evaluators continue to view Vikings QB Kirk Cousins as essentially slightly above average relative to the league's QB landscape, he's number 15, and Sando NFL's compilation was one of 14 to receive votes for Jay Fowler ESPN's project earlier this month. So, 
again, everybody's going to view him as an average quarterback. Now, every any given year, he could be uh, considered that. But would you would you take him over, you know, certain quarterbacks last year that didn't have very good seasons, and he did. You know, it is a year to year thing. I can I say he's anywhere. He can play anywhere from eighteen to fifteen. He's you know on any given year you might say he's 13 this year i ranked him eighth of what i thought he would do this year and i don't think i'm going to be far off and he's going to surprise a lot of people now uh there the i think on good good morning football uh in the nfl network one of the uh one of the commentators said that they're the dark horse to win the vikings or to win the uh, super bowl this year or be a contender, a dark horse contender for the Super Bowl this year. So, good morning, uh, football NFL Network continues to be a, a Viking fan favorite. Uh, they they talk about Kirk Cousins all the time. They invite Vikings on their show all the time. So, always check it out, NFL uh, Networks. Good morning, football. It's good to have uh, at least some media be fans of us. But here's again, ESPN not fans of us ever. I think even one of their commentators uh, ranked. You know, it has us not making the playoffs. It's that we ne- we never get any love. Now, w- one of the things is uh, we're uh, later today. This is the twenty fifth, Monday the twenty fifth. Uh, in about a half an hour, we're going to go live with uh, Joe Spinoza, who is a Cousins. Just loves a uh, loves loves him some Kirk Cousins. He's his biggest fan. He fights for him on Twitter. Always running into um, confrontations with. Uh, cousins haters. Here's another guy, uh, Janet Eckhart. I don't think he's in this country, but he's a Vikings fan. Um, he he actually quoted Joe Spinoza's here, um, the graphic, the PFF grades. But just to let you know, this graphic is from real Joe Spinoza. Uh, he wrote that the offensive line going from 2017 to 2018, and that's what people say. Hey, we had the team 2018. Why didn't um, everybody perform under Kirk Cousins. Well, Elfline uh, lost 25 points on PFF grade. That was the center. Uh, right guard lost negative 14. Right tackle lost negative 8. So his offensive line regressed. Keep in mind, our uh, offensive line coach died in the offseason, and we split duties with two other, two other uh, coaches. So that had a lot to do with it. Also, Dalvin Cook. Um, coming off his ACL tear, he, you know, he didn't have as great a year. And we were like, the, I th- believe we were the last in rushing offense that year. And pass pro, four, four starters got worse. The running game was much better in 2017 because Dalvin was terrible. What year after? Uh, a terrible that year after the ACL. Don't act like it was the same team. So this guy is always putting on stats, and so is Joe Spinoza. Go follow these guys on Twitter. This is, uh, yeah, at Janik. I it's it's hyphenated, so I can't see the rest of the name, but uh, is Janik Eckhart, E C K A R D T. Now you the graphic shows pro pro football focus grades for Everson Griffin. Uh, in 2017, he was an 86.8. He dropped down to 68. For negative 18.8. Linval Joseph went from 90, which was awesome, to 72.2. That's negative 17.8. Uh, 
Xavier Rhodes went from 74.7 and dropped off the map 58.2. That is not even, that's a reserve on the PFF grades, negative 16.5. Ben Gideon went from 76.9 to 63.5. That's negative 13. Harrison Smith, 92.3, down to 79.7. He had a drop off that year, a negative 12. Trey Waynes went yeah, modest drop, 70.9 to 69 for uh, almost two points. Eric Kendricks, they always evaluate Eric Kendricks really low, but 65.5 to 64.5, negative one. Anthony Barr, 71.5 to 70.9. Um not a big drop. Daniil Hunter was the only guy out of this list that went from 74.2 to 77.8 for 3.6 um, upgrade. So that defense went from um, dropped down quite a bit as far as PFF grade goes, and the offensive line had the hugest probably drop. And then a lot of blame went on Kirk Cousins. Um, I, I've even heard like the purple uh, for the win say that Kirk Cousins was ass in year 2018 and 2019. I don't think so at all. Um, uh, two, 2018, I had my gripes about him because it seemed like he uh, the offense stagnated a lot, but I think it had a lot to do with the being predictable and the offensive coordinator and, the, and then the fight between the coach and the offensive coordinator and he ended up getting fired. So it had a lot to do with that, but he still had, he had the most yardage that year of any of his Vikings years had really good touchdowns. He had his highest interceptions though that year. And I think it had a lot to do is forcing the ball, trying to make plays late in the game to try to bring us back. And later on in his Vikings career, he is, he settled down a little more. Doesn't try to win the, um, in tight situations. He tried, tries not to win the game on first down He's able to get rid of the ball a little bit better. And he's been um, better at protecting the ball. He hasn't fumbled as much um, in the last year or two. So I, I think uh, I think here's another example, a graphic, that you'll find that uh, tells us tells the whole context of the story from our drop-off from 2017 to 2018. It was a, definitely a team effort, and I think it had a lot to do with us uh, losing our coach. But... Uh, of course, we got to get hit by the media again. Everybody knows that we have not won a Super Bowl, and we are the winningest team in the NFL to not have won a Super Bowl. It says best winning percentage in Super Bowl era among teams to never win a Super Bowl. Vikings, .557. The only winning team on this list, Titans, 486, Chargers, 483, Panthers, 475, Bills, 467. Bengals 449, Falcons 438, Cardinals 437, Browns 434, Texans 433, Jaguars 416, and Lions 412. Worst team in the league, historically. Now, it just never fails. It The NFL and CBS has to bring this up. I think there's a, more pressure on the Vikings to win a Super Bowl than any other team. Um, maybe outside the – and then maybe second place would be the Buffalo Bills. But, you know, it that's going to be held over our heads for a very long time. But we are a winning franchise. We're a destination franchise now with the stadium, the coaches, the facility, the practice facilities. Um, Minnesota is a destination franchise in, uh, for, the I believe, the first time in our history. I think we are. Um, after we built that stadium, we are be- 
in the, the new practice facilities and now with a new coach that we didn't have to look for people's leftovers. This is a, the first time I believe we've been a, a Minnesota Vikings have been a destination franchise. Uh, Vikings on the pup list. I talked a little bit yesterday about some of the Packers on the pup list. Vikings wide receiver Blake Prohl and linebacker Ryan Connolly have been placed on the pup list. I had high hopes for Blake Prohl. Um, he still could, I don't know the extent of their injuries or, or whatnot, but if Blake Prohl has abilities, he's an NFL receiver. I think he could play on, uh, play on a team at some point. This is just too deep a wide receiver roster for him to make the team. He could end up on the, uh, if they like him enough, he can end up on the practice squad. And I would like it. He has he has a leaping ability, route running. Uh, he mossed people in college like crazy. He he just he played it. I think East Carolina, so there wasn't a whole lot of quarterbacking going on there, to where he had a lot of yardage. But I did video on the Vikings receivers. Go back and look at my history, and uh, I talked about Blake Prohl. Now, Colin Cowherd made ways earlier this year where it equated that the Vikings would win 16 games because he said we could double our win total. Well, he's come off of that, but he's still really high on the Vikings, and he's probably the only prominent media personality that is this high on the Vikings. He's our biggest fan. Um, and he actually tries to defend himself about being a, a uh, Aaron Rodgers hater so that we, we, we like him a little bit better because he's he, even though he thinks Aaron Rodgers is a sure ballot Hall of Famer, uh, he thinks that he's not as clutch as people think he is. And But this is what he thinks about the Minnesota Vikings. I've told you, I think the Vikings are the sh- shock of the league. They got new coaches, a coach that is a pro offense. Kirk Cousins did not have a strong relationship with Mike Zimmer for two years. They lost more close games than anybody in the league. I think Cousins, who has some limitations, will feel supported. I think part of the issue... In these big games, he didn't believe Zimmer supported him. There'll be a more improved team in the league. There won't be a. They'll be the most improved team in the league. I think they'll be thirteen and four. Uh, Colin Cowherd said that uh, about five days ago. Um, I never reported on it. Uh, it's kind of redundant because the last time he did. But hey, I think it was more important you know, important to read this if you haven't heard it already. Uh, USA Today. I did a story on that. Uh, where they did a expose on Kwesi Adapamensa. But in there, they talked about uh, Kevin O'Connell. This is by Nick Olson. Uh, he's promoting the uh, – he attached – he had a, a attachment to the USA Today, but it noted that O'Connell is, is uh, borrowing spread concepts and tempo variants, and I talked about that a lot before from the Rams, who also layering his – in his own diverse personnel groupings. So this coincides with a lot of things I said in the past, that it's going to be up-tempo, not necessarily no huddle, but up-tempo offense. You know, you see a Manning get up to the line with 15 seconds to go on the clock, and he's audible and yelling Omaha all the time. That's what Kirk Cousins needs to be doing. That's when I think he's the best, is if he's in in a hurry-up offense. Now, I also said that, like, for instance, we kept uh, Ham at fullback. And the Rams is not something they would do. So the fact that he, he says, hey, we got a good player in Ham. Let's utilize him in the offense while we still have him. I think he's last year's contract. So that's an example 
of what I think is a, maybe a unique personnel grouping. Plus, he's talking about putting the running back out. Um, you know, he has lining uh, Dalvin Cook out and wide receiver. So I think he's using a lot of things that the Rams did, but he's personalizing it based on what the Vikings have. And I think that's a, just a good thing to see that he's going to be a little more innovative. He's not going to be – you can't go look at the Rams' offense and say, hey, this is exactly what O'Connell's going to be running. I think uh, the fact that he's using the talent he has, uh, he didn't just dump a, a C.J. Ham because he's a he was he's a good player. He's a good football player, and I think that's great. Now, one of the the big stories is what is J.J. Justin Jefferson, the Jet, gonna do this year? Chris Thomason, um, he says Justin Jefferson has has gotten over Mike Zimmer not giving him a chance to break Randy Moss' team receiving yards record in 2021 finale. I wasn't, and this is a quote, I wasn't even too much worrying about it then. It is what it is. At the end of the day, I was just going to break it the next year. I'm going to leave it on at that. Justin Jefferson calling a shot. He's going to break it this year. I think it's like 1632, uh, 1,632 yards. Over under on him is like thirteen fifty in 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 the uh, in Vegas. Go bet on Justin Jefferson going the over on that. And now, hey, breaking Randy Moss's Vikings record. Let's do it, Skull Vikings. I'll talk to you next time. Make sure you uh, follow our live show, Purple Pocket Podcast. Ring the bell over there so you you can uh, always be warned when we're going to be on. Um, uh, by the time you read this or listen to this, we'll probably have already read the biggest Kirk Cousins fan, Joe Espinosa. Uh, it's happening in like 20 minutes uh, at the time I filmed this. So let's go Vikings. Skull. See you next time.